Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. And today's show, we're going to talk about why folks forego working with a financial professional. Maybe for some of the same reasons they forego going to the doctor. But we're going to break down 10 of the most common reasons folks resist professional help with building their financial plans. And we'll talk about how a financial advisor would be able to help you. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money. With your host, Mark Gilles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark Giels is here, certified financial planner. He's been helping folks for more than 30 years. Find him at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com. Mark, what's going on? Not too much. I think uh, this will be kind of insightful, I think. Yeah, it um, is. Probably not too surprising. Right. Uh, but it's good to it's good to go over these things every now and then. Well, if I mean, we're coming up with basically all of the no's that you probably hear from people. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we've run across people of all sorts over uh, our 30 plus years of existence. And so I've, you know, had experience with every single one of these. Mm hmm. Well, I think the first uh, on the list is, well, I'm, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. I want to just do it by myself. Um, is that a good idea when you get close to retirement? My opinion is no. Well, he, my, my first comment to that is you don't know what you don't know until you know it. True. And all the do-it-yourselfers I have ever run across um, don't know certain things that, you know— it, might not make a significant difference um, in their financial lives, but then again, it could make a significant difference in their financial lives, but they don't know that information. And, you know, some of the things about, you know, do-it-yourselfers is you have limited access to what I have access to. It's kind of like saying, well, you know what, I've got this ache in my back, I can go into, you know, Mayo Clinic online and do some research. Um, 
But what you can't do is you can't write yourself a prescription uh, unless you go out and buy your own ultrasound machine. You can't do your own ultrasound. So some of the diagnoses that we're able to do, you're not able to do. And one of the things I like to tell people is, do you know what the sharp ratio is on your portfolio? And they look at you with a blank stare. And they're like, what is sharp? And I said, well, sharp is synonymous to blood pressure. Do you know what your blood pressure is? Oh, yeah, I know what my blood pressure is. It's usually, you know, around 120, 130, you know, over 70 or 80. So it's, it's pretty good. I says, well, sharp is the same thing to your portfolio and to your investments. It tells you what level of risk that you are taking and how efficient your portfolio is compared to the benchmarks or others. So sharp is a number, and the higher the number, unlike your blood pressure, the better risk return of your portfolio. And so a lot of times I, I can just simply you know, figure out a sharp ratio, I can tell you if your portfolio is outperforming the markets or evaluating different investments. Just simply looking at the sharp ratio tells you that one is better than another one. So a higher sharp ratio, even with the same returns, means that one has gotten that result, that performance, with less volatility. That's the definition of sharp. Okay. And, and so there's, again, one, there's just one little example. But as far as even writing prescriptions... You know, there's certain financial products that you can't get without going through a, a financial company. And those companies don't work with consumers directly. They work through financial professionals. And some of those products may benefit you. Some might not. But again, you don't know what's available until you sit down. And that doesn't mean you have to use a financial advisor. But it's it's not any different than going and seeking you know, a professional contractor to give advice on, hey, you know, I, I'm thinking about doing this, what products, or using an interior designer for some ideas. It doesn't mean you have to hire them, but, you know, you can use them for information and maybe fill some of those holes that you don't know about. Right. And, and again, that's what that's what we're talking about. So there's nothing wrong with being a do-it-yourselfer, but it's always good to get, uh, you know, that second set of eyes. Yes, Exactly. Well, one of the other objections or reasons that people don't want to work with an advisor is, well, I'm already retired. What do I need you for? Well, most of the people we work with are already retired. And okay. that's the reason why they seek us, because being retired, I explain, is like moving to a foreign country. You know, you've got to learn a different language. The customs are different. You know, you don't go by dates anymore. You go by days. So is it Thursday? Is it Friday? It doesn't really matter if it's the first of the month, the 10th of the month. So you got to learn those things. And, you know, I'm just kidding. But in reality, that's actually kind of true. Kind of true. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've we put out, you know, invitations to our clients and they said, hey, you forgot to put the day of the week on there because we don't know what the date is. We just know, <laughs> hey, it's next week, Thursday. So remember to put the day on, Mark, so that I know w when I'm supposed to, to be there. That's or, funny. <laughs> or, yeah, or when we set up or when we when we do our progress reviews with our clients, you know, they always tell us, well, it's great that you told us it's next week, Wednesday, because I don't know what date next week, Wednesday is. I just know that next week, Wednesday. So sure. anyway, um, but yeah, a lot of retirees, you know, that's who we work with. I mean, 95 percent of everyone we work with is already retired and most of them came to us either slightly before they were retired, but a lot of people 
you know, we're already retired. And they're like, you know what? I thought this was going to be a lot easier, but I just really don't know what I'm doing. And I, and I want, again, that second opinion. You know, I want to be assured. I want to feel better about myself. And that's what we help you do is to, you know, basically uh, validate maybe some of the things that you are already aware of. Um, Social Security claiming, you know, did I make the right choice on Social Security? Is there anything that we can do different on Social Security? So, again, here's another one that goes back to the do-it-yourselfers. Yes, even though you've claimed Social Security, there's still planning strategies. There's still things to do. There's still tax planning. There's still a host of things that you have to check the boxes off and say, yes, you know, we've planned for that. No, I didn't know that. That might be an option for me to do later on. Um, just all of those things. So, yes, even if you're retired, even if you've already claimed Social Security, all those things um, are important to take a look at. And, again, you can learn more by visiting the website EFS, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Great information there. And so we're giving uh, talking about objections to not working with an advisor. But, uh, I mean, again, there are obviously many reasons, too. Uh, this is another one. And I had a brother like this. I don't like finances. I don't want to know. I'm going to keep my head in the sand. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love this one, um, but it scares me, too. Yeah, I can see why. And, and a lot of people feel that way. Mark, I just don't understand. Just tell me what to do, and you know, I'll follow through. That is not how we work with people, though. I don't like that kind of a relationship, and so I don't like people blindly following my recommendations and my advice, even though it's sound. The reason is, is because it does not develop a good relationship. I want you to be able to understand why I want you to do what we're planning on doing. So if it's segmenting money into different buckets for income distribution and Social Security planning, I want you to be able to reiterate back to me, well, why did we pick this investment? Why did we put this portfolio together for a 15-year investment. Why are we using this investment for immediate income now? What is the purpose for this? You know, you don't have to know how the, you know, engine runs. You know, you just have to know how to start it and the basic things of, you know, where's the dipstick? You know, how do you add fluid to it? You know, those types of things. Um, we don't want you to become a mechanic on your finances, but we want you to understand the basis of why we are recommending doing what we're doing. And it's a partnership that, you know, we want you to be integrated into that and help make those choices because that's what our job is, is to give you choices because I don't like making choices necessarily. I'll tell people what I think I would do or what I would do for my mom or dad um, because it's very similar for their situation but I still want them to make the choice because there's usually always multiple choices in each area. You know, there's A, B, C, and D. You know, each one of those will accomplish probably what you want to have done. Some might accomplish it more efficiently. Some may be more complicated, and you don't like complication, so then pick a simpler version of A, B, C, or D. But I want to understand what you're comfortable with but I want to give you those choices and then help you make that decision. So even though I understand I don't like finances, there's a lot of things that I don't like to do too. But if I have you know three different choices, I'd like to know what those three choices are um, 
and not just have one choice, say, well, this is what we're going to do, when maybe I would have rather done something different. Well, I like the fact that you want to make sure people understand. That goes back to one of your core principles, and that is education, teaching. Right, and that's what my background is. Both my mom and dad were both teachers, and that's really what most advisors in our industry do is, you know, we're teachers, we're counselors, you know, we, we're planners. You're coaches. Uh, we're prodders, we're coaches, um, but we want that involvement, and we want, you know, to help you understand as best as we can why we're doing what we're doing for you. And uh, so one of the, the next one I know is you're going to have fun with this one. Um, the, the reason I don't want to work with an advisor is I get all my retirement advice from friends and family. You know, my uncle, my sister's cousin, my, you know, you yeah, know, this the, is you a know very simple one. Unless their situation is identical to yours, um, you can't really take advice from anyone else because their situation 99.9% of the time is going to be totally different than what your situation is. So you've got to look at what your situation is and make decisions based upon what is best for you. And so what we do is, you know, we act as the role of a, of a fiduciary. You know, we assist you in ways that put your needs first. And, well, maybe family and friends might mean well. Uh, they can't always be certain that that advice fits your circumstances. And so that's what I'm talking about. Sure. And uh, and again, we can't rely on, like you said, unless the situation's exactly the same, it it's, doesn't make any sense. I understand talking with folks just to kind of question a few things and wonder, but to make final decisions based on that, mm, probably not wise. No, no. Nope. And, and then uh, the next one is, is, go ahead. Yeah, so I don't know where to begin. I, I can't take the first step. Right. And here's here's what I would say. The first step is is we help you to get organized. That is the first step. You know, there's there's only been, you know, a handful of people um, that I've worked with, you know, even attorneys and, and accountants, you know, people that you think would be really organized, their finances aren't organized any better than anyone else's. And so what I point out to people, and I share this, at the beginning of our lectures that we do or our educational courses that I teach, is I said, you know, Show me a company that has been successful that um, isn't organized, you know, doesn't have an organized plan. So, yes, there are companies that are successful, but there's no companies that are super successful that aren't organized. So, True. Uh, and it's the same with your finances. So the first step is to be organized. Now, just being organized doesn't mean that you are going to be successful. But without being organized, the, the, the chances of you being successful uh, aren't that great. So being organized and, and being, you know, having all of your ducks in a row, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't guarantee success, but it definitely doesn't hurt it either, right? Right, of course. Hey, folks, if you want to reach out to Mark, here's a phone number. It's 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651. You can also drop him an email from the website, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. So we're going through some things uh, that, uh, well, five reasons folks dismiss meeting with a financial advisor. So we hit the first five, Mark. Um, yep. let's, get on to, let's get on to the second five here. Um, yep, five down, five to go. You got it. And so we're talking about having a 401k. Well, I swan, I've got a 401k. I've had it for years. That's my plan. Right. And, and I just got done going over this with an individual who 
uh, had a had a 401k plan and was in the office and I'm like, "Oh, how did you pick these funds?" So I don't remember. I did that I did that 20 years ago. I <laughs> right. haven't done anything with it for 20 years. Right. And he hasn't it does done any changes, you know, in the 401 and that is very normal, but that's not really what you want to do. You've got to evaluate that 401k just like you would any other investment because the investment options have probably changed over the years. Of course. Um you're getting closer to retirement. You know, so there's things that you really want to do and and can do inside of a 401k. You can't do everything inside of a 401k because it does have plan limits in terms of investments and um, what you can do. But simple things like, you know, just asset allocation, you know, there's, you know, automatic rebalancing, you know, making sure your plan is diversified. I think the automatic rebalancing thing is, is an important tool that keeps risk in perspective and actually can actually reduce volatility and even increase returns by rebalancing. And most 401ks today have the choice to do that automatically. And that's a complicated, and we can talk more about that. But again, um, just having a retirement plan in a 401k, well, what about Roth 401ks? Have you considered that? So again, it's what you don't know that may help you. And you know, your 401k isn't, an, isn't a be-all and end-all to retirement planning. It's a good part of it, but there's other things that are important, too. And again, just having that 401k is not a plan. I mean, you, you've got an account, but you don't really have a plan. Right, and so you've got to take into account what everything else, you know, get organized, you know, bring in all the other pieces you know, the next one that I hear is, well, Social Security is going to cover me with any gaps I might have. Well, well <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Social Security is not designed as a retirement plan. It was intended to supplement your retirement nest egg. Because remember, it was always part of the three stools. This is, you know, Social Security putting that out there, you know, in years past. You know, Social Security was one leg of the stool. You know, pension plans were another leg of the stool, and then personal investments and savings was the third leg of the stool. Well, pension plans have kind of gone away. Now you've got your 401k, so now you've got two-thirds of the responsibility on yourself versus before you had company retirement plans because people stayed at a company for 30 years. Now the average is, I don't know, you probably know the statistic, but not very long, not like very yeah, three I years mean, or something like that. Yeah, I, I think, think that's right, three to five, and and uh, you know over the course of a career, the average person probably has what four or five different big jobs. Right. Yep. And so even if the companies did have a pension plan, they're usually not there long enough to to really build any value. In right. It. Well, so Social Security certainly is in is in changing mode at this point. A lot of people talking about, well, it's not going to be there for me um, and, and wondering how that's going to transpire. And, and I just read a story talking about how with Social Security, it's going to shift. I mean, baby boomers, as you well know, are certainly the majority today, but that will not be the case moving forward. It's going no, to be because... the Gen Xers and it's going to be, you know, the millennials. Right. And I just too. heard that birth rates are going down in the U.S. And so Social Security is self-supporting. You know, the people who are working are paying in and the people who are retiring are drawing out those payments. And so the people that are currently working are depending upon other people continuing to work and pay into the system so they can draw money out of it. Mm -hmm. Because all the money that's flowing into Social Security right now from all of the payments from, you know, from uh, taxes 
are being paid out. So 100% is being paid out. That's the way it's always worked is that as money gets paid in, it gets paid out to the retirees. And, yeah, we're going to have a funding issue coming up in about 10 years that we're going to have to make some adjustments. Social Security can't go broke because the only way that can happen is if no one's working because right. that's how it's being funded. Um, but, you know, there may be a shortfall that's coming up or some adjustments to people who are younger to, you know, reduce the need for, uh, you know, that funding shortfall in the future. Uh, you know, and so they'll they'll figure it out, hopefully. You know, the, you know, you look at Congress today and it doesn't look like they can figure anything no, out. No, you're but absolutely right goodness. there. So um, you talk about the younger folks, and, and, and I think once you get, you know, folks that aren't really close to Social Security, they're not terribly concerned about having it there because they don't think it's going to be there anyway. So they're they're making other plans. Would, would, would that be well, a Well, that's even better say? if they don't plan on Social Security. That means they're going to have extra money because yes. Social Security will still be there. Um, and if they're not planning for it, well, then it's just going to not just be a supplement. It's just going to be a free cash item for them because they're not depending upon it. But I think it's still going to be there 50 years from now. Um, you know, I, I think it probably will look different oh, sure. than what it looks today. Um, you know, Social Security has changed and evolved over the years, and I think it'll continue to change and evolve. But I still think it's going to be a backstop. It's going to be a protection. It's going to be a supplemental income for people in retirement. But it, you know, yeah. So, so but, the next one. Yeah, next one is um, I'm going to be comfortable living off what I've already saved. I don't need to worry about any of this. I've been I've been a good saver. Well, folks are living longer, and, you know, do you have enough money to support your lifestyle? And I think that is the number one concern that I hear from a lot of people is, hey, am I going to have enough money to make it through retirement? Because, you know, I'm, I'm you know, more afraid of retirement than I am of dying, as a lot of people say, because they're afraid that they're not going to have enough money or not, to be, not going to be able to sustain their lifestyle. No matter how much money they have, they have 500000 or $5 million dollars. It's still the same. They still feel the same. It doesn't matter because people that have more money are spending the same percentage of what they have in savings as as the people that have less, and their their you know their fears are similar. Sure. And um, and so we talk about um, the circumstances. Uh, let's see. Another another pushback. I have circumstances that would need to be addressed and definitely would not fit into the cookie cutter retirement plan. Well, you don't do that. No, I, I can't think of any plans that I have that are the same. You know, they're all. Even, I mean, they're similarities. Not even siblings, you know, not even coworkers. Sure. Uh, not even two people that have the exact same, uh, because their families are different. You know, how they spend money, what they want to do. Uh, I mean, everything is different. So if you take into account individual goals and aspirations and desires, everyone is different, and so plans are flexible. They're able to be changed as time goes on. So that's kind of what I think most people want is you want to be able to have flexibility. You want to be able to change and adapt as as your money changes, your situation changes. And that's what a good plan looks like. And it's not a cookie cutter plan because those usually are simple and not usually, you know, taking into account the certainty of uncertainty, as I call it. Sure. Well, and and again, you talk about flexibility, and that really is a key part of a successful plan, is is being flexible with that plan. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have to have flexibility. That's that's important. And uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Um, 
the reason I don't want to be I don't want to be told and sold a product as a payday for some time, someone, some company. I understand that, but, but you don't do that. You're not selling products. You're you're offering solutions. That's a big difference. Yeah, and those solutions, like I said, we give choices, and, and you know, I, I'm investment agnostic. You know, I I do think certain investment strategies, investment products do provide a solution. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's a solution that necessarily you have to choose because you usually have choices to solve a problem. So, you know, you first have to identify the problem and then what are the solutions that are available. And so those solutions are ones that we try to find that align with your goals, your expectations, you know, what you are comfortable with and what your circumstances and timeline are. And at the end of the day, it's up to you to come to, you know, a a mutual decision and make that choice yourself. And that is paramount to us. Sure. And we I explained that earlier, you know, when we talked about, you know, the people that said, well, I, I don't think about finances very much. I don't like the finances. And this is kind of the opposite as I, I do think about finances a lot and I don't want to be sold a product. Well, that's not what we're all about. We're about helping you define what your vision is and those goals and, and what your problem is or what your fears are and what are the solutions to help you sleep better at night. Well, that, that, I mean, that's really kind of what it's all about. And folks, if you've got, if you're looking for a second opinion, if you've got a plan, take advantage of what Mark's offering here and a chance to, to come in and sit down and, and go through that plan. Make sure that it's right. Because if you go through a plan, if someone comes in for a second opinion, Mark, and, and everything is great, you tell them that, don't you? Absolutely. And we're not going to say, well, hey, I think you should, you, you should transfer your money over to us because I think we can, you know, we've got a better solution than what you've got or what you're doing. If what you're doing is working for you, and, and here's what I tell a lot of people is, is, is I say, hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Um, this is what you're currently doing. But you like your financial company you're with. You like your financial advisor. You've gotten good advice. Yes, there's some things that they can't do that we could, but it's not going to make a significant difference to you. And so, you know, you're probably just better off staying where you are because we're not going to be able to enhance your situation significantly. But if we can enhance your situation significantly, or maybe you just hate your financial person that you're with, or maybe they're, they left, you don't even have a financial person anymore because maybe they retired or going to retire, or you know, you've moved away from your financial person and you want somebody that is closer to you, um, we're going to have that conversation and say, hey, I think we can do A, B, and C, and that's going to significantly do things that you don't have now and and you know, I feel that your situation is going to be significantly changed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I'll push and say, you know, look, this is a significant difference from where you're at. Um, and I can have a, a, a substantial impact in your in your in your life, in your financial life. The, the whole solutions market, if you will, and, and or products, for lack of a better word, it, it, it's really been changing over the last 10 years. And there are some options right now just based on, you know, when you hear about the bond market, you hear about what's going on and interest rates are rising. And that is turning out to be not a bad thing. Right. And so what, one, one last thing I'll say is here's, here's one unique thing, I think, that we bring to the table. 
We are a successful financial company. I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, I don't need your money to invest and have a good living and have a successful firm because that's already what I have. Sure. And so, but what I am passionate about is if I can make a significant difference to you, um, I am going to attempt to do that. If I can't, you know, hey, stay where you're at. You know, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Um, you know, it's not going to make a profound difference to our firm or to me. But all I want to do is help people. And we offer no cost, you know, consultations. We'll sit down with you either on a Zoom call, in person, on the phone, visit about your situation, and let us decide that, hey, I think it's worth your time. And the, and the key is, if we feel it's worth your time, that we can make a significant difference. Your time is valuable to you, whether you're retired or you're working. And so we understand that. And I'm not going to ask somebody to spend a bunch of time with us unless we're going to substantially be able to improve their situation. And folks, if that's something that appeals to you, make that phone call today. It's 712-224-4651. Sit down with Mark and, and the team and really get an idea of where you are today. And I, it's like you said at the beginning, Mark, it's, it's just understanding a little bit more about what it is my money is doing for me. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, so again, thank you for listening to us yap here. And hopefully you've garnered some good data, some good information. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, I've given you some food for thought. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.